Dear Lord, we thank you so much because we are so blessed because we are being tied with a wonderful love, which is your love. We love because you love us. We fellowship because you invite us into your fellowship. We thank you for this wonderful love. We also thank you for this wonderful fellowship. We have no uh, we have we do not have our own fellowship. Except the one that which is in Christ Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's turn to John, Gospel of John. Chapter 13. Verse 1. It had just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own were in the world, he loved them to the uttermost. 逾越节以前,耶稣知道自己离世归父的时候到了,他既然爱世间属自己的人,就爱他们到底。Then, verse 4. Uh, 第四节, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a tower around his waist. 就离席站起来,脱了衣服, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Let's pay attention to that phrase. You have no part with me. Then verse 5. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Then, um, a new commandment I gave you, I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. 
我赐给你们一条新命令，乃是叫你们彼此相爱。我怎样爱你们，你们也要也也也要怎样相爱。By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another。你们若有彼此相爱的心，众人因此就认出你们是我的门徒了。As you know that this is a very famous passage in the Bible. It's about the uh, washing the feet of disciples by our Lord Jesus. We know in history, every year, uh, on a certain time, the Pope will do one thing. He, uh, every year in a period of time, he will invite 12 beggars. Then he used a golden basin to, uh, with the water to wash their feet. So that really reminds of this story. Actually, in the very beginning, before the Lord departure from this world, he washed disciples' feet. Now, is this only an outward thing, just like what Pope did? There must be something very deep. There must be something uh, deeper just than the outward thing. So what is the meaning of the washing the feet? Now, if we read our Bible carefully, especially four Gospels, it, is, it was our Lord who instituted this supper, the, uh, the Lord's Supper. So if you want to know how this all started, Read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 那你如果要想要知道这是如何发生的话，你们就可就可以读马太、马可、路加和约翰。But this is very, very important. 这是非常非常重要。We have to know that how this all began. Why we every Lord's Day we come together and break the bread. 那我们知道这是怎么发生的。那为什么我们每个主日一同聚集波饼呢？Because that actually is began with our Lord. In the, at the night, night of betrayal, then he set up this table. He said, Do this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of me. The Lord knows very well we are very forgetful. So by this way, act instead of we try to remember him. Strictly speaking, he remembers us. He knew that we are so forgetful. So now he set up this table. So every time when we come together, then we are reminded once again of his wonderful love. Then our spirit will revive again. So we know that the Lord's table is one of the most important meetings in all the gatherings. In all other gatherings like the Bible study, like prayer time together, in that kind of meeting, somehow we got, we received something. 
那你如果不知道这个聚会，你会觉得说是非常的乏味的。Because you don't listen to a sermon in that meeting，因为你在这个聚会当中不会听一个道。Because in this meeting you don't pray, you don't you don't make request to the Lord。因为你在这个聚会，你没有祷告，你没有向主做祈求。All you have is just thanksgiving。你所有在那边所做的事情呢？All you have is just praise。你也只有赞美。Even you sing the hymn，虽然说你唱一些诗歌。Now that hymn is not uh, uh, considered is not about our experience. No.那这首诗歌，你所点的诗歌，不是讲到我们亲自的经历。Now all those hymns always Christ word, always God word.那这些诗歌，我们所点的诗歌，乃是都是以主为中心。Through the hymns of thanksgiving and praise being offered to our master.那借着这些诗歌，把感谢和赞美都归给我们的。So this is most precious time every week, brothers.所以这是每个主日，每每个星期最宝贵的一段时间。In other days, you are somehow polluted by the world. So when you come to this meeting, you find it's it really make it really uh cause you to be very refreshed. 那你来到这个聚会的时候，你就感到相当新鲜。So we know that this meeting is very important. 我们就知道这个聚会是非常非常的重要。Now, brothers, do we really know the meaning of breaking up bread? 那亲爱的弟兄姐妹，我们是否明白波饼的定义？Now, if you really want to know. Uh, uh, the meaning. Of course, we have to study. We have to know how it began. Now, from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we know it very well. How our Lord took the bread. And how our Lord took the cup. And then he said, "Take it." And do this in remembrance of me. So now we know the meaning. This Lord's Supper. And that's that has been instituted by our Lord Himself. So when we come to the Lord's Supper, we are in remembrance of Him. So in this meeting, there's only one subject. There's only one center. We are not the center. He is the center. All the prayers, all the hymns, or even you read some portion of the word. It's all concentrated in one person. So, brothers and sisters, this is the meeting our Lord will receive all His glory. Our Lord has suffered for us on the cross. He has went through such a pain. Now all suffering is over. Now brother sister, when he see his harvest, you and me, we are his harvest. Now all the laboring has gone. All the pain has been over. It's such a labor. But thank the Lord. It's all over. So in this meeting, you see, like a mother, surrounded with the children, 
The mother remembered that how many years ago he went through different a different period of suffering. It's all over. When his children were all surrounding her. Brothers sisters, that's the one that's that's the moment of her satisfaction. Brothers sisters, you see that? You even don't have to say a few words. You don't say anything. Just so brothers and sisters, and we have just passed the Mother Day. And one husband told wife, no, why, do you, why do you need uh, Mother Day? And the wife said, don't remember, I, uh, I, uh, with the 10 months, I suffered. Then the husband said, you already have Labor Day. So why don't you why do you want to do some Mother Day? Now brother sisters. Now Labor Day is Labor Day. But now Mother Day means the mother is going to reap is going to reap his harvest. That's exactly the meaning of breaking our bread. Our Lord died for us on the cross. He suffered so much. But we are so forgetful. His love is so wonderful. Because His love, we dare not to sing. We dare not to sing against the Lord. Some people, they dare not to sing because they are filled of pollution. They are afraid that they may get some disease. If you really love the Lord, if you really know that the Lord loves you so much, He shed His blood. Now that blood is really precious blood. Now do you dare to sing again? You see, brothers, because of that, out of love, you dare not to approach certain place. You dare not to go any direction. So, brothers, sisters, that's how we are wonderful protected. For six days we were in the world. We were polluted. We heard so many words. Some, uh, some, uh, some dirty words. Some lowly words. Some corrupted words. Some cursing. Now, brother, sister, when you go through this world, we, we can help but pollute it. So somehow you feel that you are a little bit far from the love of Christ. But another Sunday, another Lord's Day, you come to His table again. Now brothers, we know we forgot already. 
你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又你又
He was mending the net. So later, his ministry is the ministry of mending the net. And Peter was different. When Peter was called, he was casting out the nets. So his ministry is casting out the nets. What does that mean? When he casts out the net, 3,000 fish come into the net. Another time, 5,000 fish. So it was Peter preached the gospel with his golden mouth, then many, 8,000 people came to the Lord. That's the ministry of casting the net. But when the, in, the time of, uh, in the time of John, remember, after 60 years, 70 years. And then you discover people forgot of the gospel. They know Jesus as the king. They know Jesus is the true servant of God. They know that Jesus is the son of man. But somehow they forgot. He actually is the son of God. So when everybody almost forgot, it was John who mend the net. Show us the glorious gospel of Christ. Is Christ the Son of God? So the gospel of John means he was mending the net. The same thing. You know, when uh, now when when the church uh, at that time the church also gradually away from the will of God. So remember seven churches in the first century. And our Lord Jesus addressed to every one of them. To, to our surprise, five out of seven are to be repented. Now, if you preach repentance, you only preach to the unbelievers. But our Lord Jesus preached the repentance to the church. So what does that mean? Again, the net of church is broken. So it was John who mended it. So brother, sister, the same thing with the Lord's table. The same thing with the Lord's supper. If you read chapter 13, you know the background very well. That exactly uh, that happened in that upper room. So that's exactly when they break the bread that, that evening. But here we are given more detail. And uh, tell us are in that night. Now in the night of our Lord being uh, the, the, the night of betrayal of our Lord. And then he shared so much, he poured out his heart to his disciples. So remember, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, 
You have the institution called the Lord's Supper. Now, brother, sister, we ought to remember that. So that's why baptism and the Lord's Supper. Now that's the word of God. There is no way out. But brothers, now why in gospel in chapter thirteen, now we 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 we, we uh, the John recorded in such a way. You see that? He tried to mention it. When people only emphasize on the Lord's Supper, only do this in remembrance of me, and they forgot. Actually, our Lord has an intention. Our Lord tried to explain the spiritual meaning of the Lord's Supper. More than just in remembrance of Him, more. And so if you read from chapter 13 all the way to chapter 17, our Lord pour out His heart to His disciples. Our Lord was about to leave the world. Then Bible said, he having loved his own disciple. Now he loved them to the uttermost. So in NIV translation, I think it's very interesting. That's not accurate translation. But somehow it really gave out that meaning. You know, in Greek, love them to the utmost. Now, utmost, that word has two meanings. One is talk about the time, another is talk about the quality. When you talk about the love, quality of love, so here can be translated love them to the uttermost to the peak love to the highest point so that's why here, here uh, the, uh, the translator of NIV said he now showed them the full extent of his love now, when we come to the Lord's table, that means he, that means he tried to show us that he loved us to the uttermost. So he showed them the full extent of his love by washing their feet. So you see, brothers and sisters, now when we come together, Especially when we share the Lord's table. Not only in remembrance of our Lord. But here we are reminded. Something deeper than that. Not only love in general. That love to the uttermost. As far as quality is concerned, here is the full extent of his love. But according to Greek, there is another meaning. A love to the very end. So there is a time there. Now we know that love of parents is wonderful. 
But unfortunately, the parents' love never to the end. They can only accompany us for certain range of our journey. When we were young, they accompany us. We enjoy their presence. And the parents want to travel with us forever. No. Impossible. Because that love is love with the end. But Jesus Christ, the love of our Lord, is eternal love. Everlasting love. And also love to the very, very end. So, in the breaking of bread, if you want to know the spiritual meaning of the whole thing, if you want to know His love, if you want to know the full extent of His love, if you want to appreciate the high quality of His love, and if you also try to enjoy the love to the very end, probably your parents no longer here. Probably your parents your, your parent no longer in this world. But the Lord's presence is still here. You see, brother, every time when we come to the Lord's table, we are always reminded of that wonderful love. But then, what is love? How do you define love? So, brother, now we have chapter 13. Now, very interesting. After we finish the story of this chapter, then you discover there's another aspect of Lord's Supper. Do you see that? And uh, Paul really catch both of them. That's why in chapter 11 of 1st Corinthians, Paul mentioned the Lord's Supper. But in chapter 10, the same thing about the bread, about the cup. And he said, he talked about the Lord's Table. So you see, brothers and Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The emphasis is the Lord's table, Lord's supper. Now, John chapter 13. The emphasis is Lord's table. Now, what is Lord's table? First, what is love? How do we define love? Now, as you know very well, in Greek, there are three words for love. Now, one is something to do with your physical body. Now, Greek love is well known. And Greek love is physical love. So today, when young people talk about love, now, normally, many of them talk about physical love. And then another word, filial. That's something to do with our soul. 
Something to do with our emotion. Something to do with our something to do with our emotion. So now this love is between husband and wife. And this love is between parent and children. So that's natural affection. You see, out of your out of it's so natural. That's why uh sometime when a newly couple especially wife take a take a uh take a uh take a, take a husband back to home. Now it's very easy for, for, for the daughter to say, Hi mom, hi dad, hi dad. It took a long time for the husband to learn how to say dad and mom. This is not natural. Why? Because life relationship is not there. So out of that love, natural life, you will have a natural love. And then another word. That word called agape. Now this word is very interesting. Now there are three words. One, eros, connected with physical love. And then filial. Now everybody knows. In Greek world. But then if you ask Socrates, or Plato, those great master of philosophers, ask them what do we mean? Why what do you mean? Uh why do what do you mean uh uh agape? agape They say we do not know. Do you see that? So among the three words, now the eros and filial are classic Greeks. But then at that time the agape the word is not popular, not being used quite often. The Holy Spirit use it. Because when you use arrows and filial so often, people really don't know what is love. You see? But now because in the Greek world they rarely use that word. So Holy Spirit use it. And then that love connected with our spirit. God is love. That love is agape. God loved the world. That love is agape. Love your enemy. That's not filial. No one can have a natural love to your enemy. No. But love your enemy. That love is agape love. So you see, brothers and sisters, here you have three words in relation to our body, soul, and spirit. To our surprise, in the New Testament, the word arrows never mentioned. You don't have to mention it. Everybody know about it. So Bible never spent a minute or a second to talk about that love. No. But very interesting. Instead of that, you find the Holy Spirit really used the word love. 
Now, how do you know what is the meaning of the love? So you have to know how Holy Spirit use it. For example, young people invent lots of uh, lots of uh, lots of words. And uh, uh, so old, older folks probably do not understand. For example, when some young people say, "My father is very square." Now, if you if you say square, if you go to the uh, uh, dictionary, it means square. It's a geometric shape. So now you have to listen carefully how they use it. Ah, then you know that. Once I say my father is very square, means my father is old-fashioned. 當你用英文說你的父親是很方的話,你的意思就是說他是非常古板的。You see, so that's why if you want to know how young people use their language, you just not you just don't go to the classic dictionary, no. 那你如果要明白年輕人怎麼使用他們的詞的話,你們不讀這古典的這個字字典。No, but now here it's different. Here you find you have to know how young people use it. Now young people also invent another important word. It is cool. Now, if you want to know the word cool, go to dictionary. It is chilly, right? It's very chilly. That's the meaning of kisena. You know, kisena is a native word. Um, uh, 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 yeah, in the end, okay, so we have a Parson Boulevard there. Now, Parson Boulevard belongs to a Quaker family called Parson's family. So, they have a tree nursery in the Kisena Park there. Alright, so there, remember, he planted all kinds of trees here. Sent all the trees from Central Park from here. From Flushing. So then, then first of course you have a Kisena Park, then you have a Kisena Boulevard. It used to be called Jamaica Boulevard. Because that leads you to Jamaica. But later, of course, first Kisena Park, then Kisena Boulevard. So, in native language, Kisena means this. It is cool. Now, brothers and sisters, and now in the mind of Parson, this way, it is cool. But for young people, when I say it is cool, it may mean it is great. So you listen to how young people use it, use the word. So when you go home, tell your young kids, don't say it is cool anymore. Just say kisena. Then afterward, everybody say kisena. Then there's another, then you, you have to know the, how they use the word kisena, then you know what that means. Now I use this illustration. Now that's how Holy Spirit uses His Word. So go back to the Bible. And see how Holy Spirit used that word agape. 
So then we got a conclusion. We know what it means. Then we began to know that. This word agape is much deeper than filial. It's deeper than just emotion. Sometimes it requires our will. Do you see that? Brothers and sisters, sometimes when we talk about the relation, when, uh, especially when we look at young people, and we say he or she falls into love. Now, when she or he fall into love, what does that mean? That means she or she can I help it? Because the emotion is so high. So they prefer, they are willing to fall. Do you see that? But my brothers and sisters, any one of us fall in love with our enemy. No such No such brothers Do you see, we know what the meaning of fall into love. But love only to those who we really love. Because that's natural. You can help it. When emotion build up, then you get married. Especially Chinese word marriage, when emotion build up, then the then the, the, the girl fainted. So they got married. So that's why you have Chinese married that word hun. So you see, brother sister. Now we know that. That means this natural, that's just filial, that's nothing to do agape. But thank God. And if you really see what is love in the Bible, now that love, that word love is agape. It's deeper than our emotions. Deeper actually sometimes touch our will. Some brother sing against you. Some sister offend you. Hurt you so deeply. Now brothers, if someone hurt you, if someone hurt you, and for you to love is almost impossible. You see, even say hello is very unnatural. So some people when they smile, laugh, or smile with actually cold smile. So we know we know that that's not in our nature. But brothers, thank the Lord. When the Lord said, love your enemy, it doesn't mean that enemy in the street. No, in the enemy in the church. Do you see that? Someone used to be your neighbor. Now in the beginning, almost you were in the honeymoon. Now the brothers said they love one another. Just because so close. Just like a teeth is so close to the tongue. So sometimes the teeth really bite the tongue. Now teeth never bite your toes. That's too far from you. That's too far from you. It's so close. 
Then he hurt you. Then you remember. Now, brother, sister, we have very good memory in this. In other things, we cannot remember. What our brother Dana, what are the main points last, last week, we forgot already. someone hurt you, you still remember. Two years ago, or three years ago, or five years ago, you always remember, brother, sister. Now, brother, that's the time you are called to love. You are going to do something that you don't have. You see, you don't have it. To love enemy, no way. But yes, you have no way. Christ is the way. God is love. For you, you don't want to treat him. You don't want to treat him, treat her every anymore. In the beginning, you want everything for him or for her. So that's why it becomes so popular. Among the brothers and sisters. But brothers, remember, especially this kind of brothers and sisters. Remember, when they are hurt, then that hurts really deep. Then continue to have a wonderful fellows become very difficult. From the very beginning, all we have is the law of filial. When the Lord said, love one another, He said, love with agape love. The law that you don't have. Brother, sister, now if you are popular in the church, you can be popular in the school, in any society. But remember, that kind of love only filial. That's only touch your emotion. You love, you want, you want the popularity. You want everybody know that you love. You see, sometimes husband may not love the wife so much. But he loves so deeply the love that he loved his father, his her, his husband, his wife. No, no. Well, that is, it is very difficult. Alright, then then he will tell you that how wonderful the husband is. So my brother sister, remember, that's natural love. Natural love always give and take. Now you give me you give me a bunch of banana. But you expect another day I give you some other fruit. That's that's our love. That level of love we are in today. So if we talk about fellowship, now brother sister, that's something you don't find in the world. That's something that you don't find in you and in me. So brothers, what happened? You tell the Lord, I cannot love him, this brother and sister. We used to have a wonderful relationship. But somehow he spread around the rumor. 
Somehow it's damaged my my reputation. I cannot love him, love her anymore. But brothers, but then this time you for you to love your enemy. So then only when you come to the Lord. You say, Lord, I cannot love my enemy. I can only love some brother that I have selected. These are select few that I love them. We belong to exclusive club. You see, brothers, that's a problem in the church. There are so many clubs. Do you see that? That's the problem. Now, brothers, because you are you love one another, you belong to the same club. But brother, one day the Lord will talk to you. Especially when you come to the Lord's table. The love you so the love that that utmost love. That love to the end. Really touch us. You say, Lord, I cannot love my brother. I I cannot love my sister. Now brothers. Yes. You have no love. But only when you you but God said love your enemy. That's the commandment. So brothers, when your will is bended by the will of Christ. Then you love your enemy. Then you go second mile. Then you turn another cheek. That's the full extent of love of Christ. So my brothers and sisters, do you see that? Every time when you love your enemy, love one brother almost ruin you. Brother sister, can you pray for him? Can you shake his hand? Now if you are you are not able to do it. But by the love of Christ in you. Because life of Christ is already in you. And then when you surrender to the love of Christ. Now you say, Lord, I want to love whom you love. I love this brother only one reason. Even he has ruined my reputation. I love him. Because you love him. I have no other choice. So, brother, when you pray for your enemy, when you greet him with a true greeting, my brothers, remember, that's love. But again, I say, here in chapter 13, the Lord tried to show to the disciples the love they never have. But thank God, by in chapter 13, the Lord tells us what is love. So he washed their feet. What happened that day? Before they came came to the upper room, they were discussing. Somehow they feel that the glory of our Lord is coming. So if the kingdom come, then one should be sit in the right hand, another should be in the sit in the 
right left hand. But they have twelve disciples. How do you feel the two seat what right and left with twelve twelve candidates? So then they discuss who is number one, who is number two. You see? So that's 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 what they, they have done that time. So then they enter into that uh, guest room, into into that upper room. Now we know that at that time, uh, in uh, in in the time of our Lord Jesus, Jerusalem was most dirty city in the whole world. When you walk through the street of the Jerusalem. Because most of them they wear sandals. So you can imagine how their feet are polluted. So since they are invited to the feast, they are not sitting at the table now. They were all reclining. So all the feet is just like radiate, radiate all different directions. So they cannot hide their smell under the table. So that's all radiation radiated through the whole room. So you feel uncomfortable. Even probably it's Peter's contribution, but John saw the prophet's mind. So now, if a good master always try to arrange a maid just to take care of it. But our Lord purposely take that take the maid away. And then the disciple has a problem. Now we have to wash our feet. Now who should wash their feet? Now definitely the least of the four twelve. Now even we thought that uh, uh, Judah must be the least. No, none of them they think they are they are small enough. They all think they are great. So in this case, they instead of wash other feet. They are thinking of being washed. Very interesting. Peter is supposed to be number one. He's very talkative. The one who is talkative all the time. Always in a prominent place. So I'm in a twelve. I think who is the number one must be Peter. So Peter was very surprised someone washed his feet. He thought it must be John. Or it must be other people. But to his surprise, the greatest among them, especially John reminds us, John reminds us, because by that time our Lord knows that all the universe, all things is in your hand. He is number one in the universe. To the surprise of Peter, he looked back. It is his master. He was so overwhelmed. He said, Lord, never wash. 
Now let's see how the Lord responds. Chapter 13. Chapter 13. Verse 1. Verse 1. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Brothers and sisters, what is the meaning of fellowship? What is the practical way to show our love? Do you think love is only a slogan? Love is only material for sermons. No, love is something very, very practical. Now, when Jesus washed the feet of Peter, Peter said, Never wash, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Now we have the meaning of washing the feet. Washing the feet means fellowship. Now we use the word fellowship. We talk of fellowship. But what is fellowship? Fellowship is action. When Jesus the greatest was the feet of Peter. Now if he accept the uh, washing the feet, Peter has a wonderful fellowship. With the master. Now you see, brother and sister. Do you see? When we come to the Lord's table, when we do this in remembering of Him, at that time, through this meeting, the Lord wash your feet, wash my feet. So in that meeting, we have a wonderful communion through our prayer, through our hymns with the Lord. But more than that, the Lord said, verse I am uh, now that I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now, what does that mean? Now, that means fellowship. Not only Peter has a fellow with the master. Peter should have fellowship with John and others. What does this mean? Verse, uh, to, verse, uh, 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 verse, uh, Verse 34. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, as you must love one another. Love one another means fellowship. Do you see that? Not only Peter and the Lord has fellowship. Peter and John also have fellowship. Now, when God, when Jesus loved Peter to the very end, not slogan, 
But the same thing. When we love one another. What does that mean? That means we fellowship. Peter and John fellowship. What does that mean? That means love one another. So the Lord's table. The Lord's Supper is a very time we can enjoy the reality of fellowship. Now you say normally we talk about fellowship means gossip. Oh, let's have a fellowship. Let's have fellowship. But actually you talk about this brother and that brother. That's not fellowship. Now what the true fellowship is they break the bread. You will do this in remembrance of him. You have fellowship with the, the Father, the Lord. And at the same time, now, just in that meeting, we fellowship. Through our hymns, through our prayers, now you mention the hymn. I also mention him. But my hymn is follow the spirit of your hymn. You have a prayer. One direction. Now it doesn't mean that I go to another direction. That's not fellowship. You see that? Now I follow your direction. That's how we fellowship. Through prayers. Through hymns. Now brothers and sisters. That's why this is called Lord's Table. Do you see that? That's why the Lord, that's why, the finally, let's read one verse. Corinthians chapter 10. Normally people don't read that part, they only read 11, they don't talk about 10. Uh, chapter 10. Verse 11. Chapter 10, verse 11. Is not the cup of blessing which we bless, a communion in the blood of Christ. And it's not the bread that we partake a communion in the body of Christ. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of one loaf. Then Paul talk about the Lord's table. Now what is Lord's table? Now we use the word communion. Now that's the old translation. If you go to King James Version, that's communion. Now if you read the American New American Standard, New American Standard, a sharing. sharing. But if you read NIV, participation. Now, brothers and sisters, what does that mean? Now, when you use the word communion, now I know some people like you words communion. They never understand the meaning of it. Now, in Greek, the same word as 
communion 跟 fellowship 就是 We share the table. 我们享用这个 We have a feast. We are feasting together before Christ. 我们在基督面前一同享用这个宴席 That's fellowship. 这是交通 But now that word probably still uh not under it's not very easy to understand. 那这个字不是很容易明白的 Jesus said to Peter. 那耶稣对彼得说 If you are not washed, if you are not being washed. You have no part with me. Now we are. We have a part with Christ. Now we with Christ. You have a part with Christ. We only have a part. Now who is the whole? Of course, Christ. That's why we are sharing. That's why we have fellowship. This fellowship of Christ. So, my brother, sister. One thing we have to remember. When we come together, even we are many, but one loaf. We break the bread. You have a part. I have a part. What does that mean? Fellowship, 交通 You see, brother, that's why you, if you don't, if you are not washed, you, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. 如果你不洗我的脚，你与我无分 So washing the feet means what? Have a part in it. 那你的洗脚什么意思呢？你与有分 I am part of my brother. 我是与I have a part with Christ. And now, brother, sister, when we come together, even we are so many, yet one love. That's wonderful fellowship. So, brother, that's reality. Remember, if you do not know the reality, when you are sitting here, very boring. But if you really communion with Christ, and you really follow with your brothers sisters, that's a real fellowship. Let's learn this real fellowship. Now my time is gone. I was told that I have three sessions, so I don't have to use today. It's possible. Alright, but before we depart, let me make a very practical suggestion. The way we sit today, it's very difficult to have a fellowship in the breaking of bread. Somehow, almost like come to a theater. When you come to a theater, for noble people, they have a box seats. Now I'm guilty of it. Do you see that? Now when we come to the meeting, every time you sit exactly the same place. Young people that direction. Lima that direction. And and some some brothers from this direction. You can see them every time, always at the corner. How can you fellowship, brothers? Oh, you say we have three hundred people, we don't know each other. Fine. You don't have to pre. You don't have to go out and shake the hand. You, 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 you,
You can hear the amen of that corner, but at least you know hear the amen this corner. So I know that all the whole family better sit together. That's good practice. But it's alright. So if the whole thing had to move, your whole family can move. Of course, for the younger kids, they can only, they can only, slay, uh, they can only sit in the back. So this is only suggestion. Only Holy Spirit can make the work. So let's see if we really follow leading of Holy Spirit. The way of sitting will be different next week. Then you see the atmosphere will be different. I will tell you, brother, sister. After I was saved, the most enjoyable meeting is the breaking of bread. I was in a meeting about 3,000 people. I don't know all of them. But brothers, I only know those surrounding me. When I look their smile, we have a wonderful fellowship. Next week, another group of brothers. Next week, another brother and sisters. Even 3,000 people meeting together. We are the wonderful fellowship. So brothers, let me say again. Gospel of John. Paul John was mending the net. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The emphasis is Lord's Supper. Do this in remembrance of me. But thank God. When we come to chapter 13, brother sister, we have a part with Christ. When we break the bread, this is the only part. But thank God. Put this all part together. One love. Christ is the whole. We are the part. That's fellowship. So, brothers and sisters, that's possible. And that can be practiced. So, may the Lord really speak to us. Let's learn how to have fellowship through the breaking of bread. May the Lord speak to our hearts. So let's have a season of prayer. Just feel led by the Lord.
be together, to be part of one another, and that together we can really be that one body, Lord, for you, Lord, that your love, your life can really be flowing through us, through one another. Dear Lord, teach us, we pray, even, Lord, to wash one another's feet, Lord, to humble ourselves, Lord, not just to see ourselves as, Lord, being loved by you, but, Lord, just go out of our way, Lord, to be one with others. Lord, we do pray your Holy Spirit will teach us what it means to love. Love in the way that you love, not in the way that we love. Lord, there's so much that is involved, but in fellowship, where our true self, our shortcomings, everything, Lord, is being exposed. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, may you, may you be able to have the true fellowship and the love, Lord, that can be flowing from you to one another. Thank you.